Hello everyone, and welcome back to the Other Castle side quests. Where are we? What is this? It is our Patreon-exclusive series where we are going to be doing little bit different versions of our show. We're going to be experimenting. We're going to be doing a lot of different fun things. And my name's Tom, obviously. I mean, if you're subscribing to the Patreon, you should know who we are. And I'm Andrea. I'm behind a paywall. <laughs> and, you know, thank you so much for paying to listen to us. You know, we really do appreciate it. And we hope that you tell other people that this is worth paying for. Yeah, thank you all so much. This is... A slightly different kind of show, but it's in a similar format, if that makes sense. If you're subscribed, you might have seen the first Patreon episode that went up talking about the 2022 uh, Video Game Awards, some other stuff. We did a little retrospective on Season 5, so we will be kind of sprinkling those into these more formatted episodes similar to what's on the main show. But, like Tom said, this is a side quest, so like the main series but just a little different little different indeed and that's why for our first real big one i wanted to do one of my favorite games of all time honestly this game is fucking iconic yeah and everybody genuinely in the world should know the name tetris dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah you know the song as well as you know the name you know it's it's so fucking iconic in so many different ways if you've ever tried to fit too much stuff into a small space like folding laundry into a closet moving and stuffing a van you've heard that music playing in your head and gone i hate everything <laughs> <laughs> or you're like okay my inner tetris is gonna come out and we are gonna make this fucking work it doesn't no, it never does, because, you know, once you line things up, they don't disappear. And they should. That's where my issue is <laughs> with how life works. Well, there's a reason why we're doing Tetris over here on the Patreon, because this game obviously doesn't have a storyline. I mean, it does when I play it. <laughs> I go, fuck you, Red. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the blue. You, you know, you're trying to make like a cityscape or something. I don't know. You're trying to make them disappear like a magician. See, you are a ma magician playing with blocks. And if you get the <laughs> spell correct, the blocks disappear. And as it gets harder, you become a more advanced magician. You're welcome. That's not the end of the episode, though, because that would be very sad to put that behind a paywall. And you just made that up entirely on the spot because none of that's even fucking accurate. I wasn't even close? No, not even close. Damn it. Because, again, there is no storyline to this. The reason we're doing this is because the behind-the-scenes stuff that happened in this, I said to you before we started recording, I think this story is better than any other game story we've ever covered. And we covered Red Dead, so I'm very skeptical. <laughs> I have worked with the Tetris Company uh, in my past life, working with Loot Crate, and we are looking at some life-size Tetraminos in our house right now. Yeah, like these Tetraminos <laughs> mean so much to me and to us in the sense that these aren't available to the public. Okay, before we get into that, will you define Tetramino? Okay, a Tetramino is, oof, I mean, you should know what they are. You know, there's seven different shapes to them. You know, there's the block, there's the straight line, there's the T, there's the L, the J, the S, and the two. The two, yeah, they're essentially the <laughs> iconic shapes that make up Tetris. They come in randomly from the top. You align them from the bottom. We are looking at life-size ones, which are, what do you say, like a foot and a half for each panel. And uh, when I'm looking at the square, it's about a foot and a half by a foot and a half, right? Yeah, I would Maybe say. Maybe two-ish. 
I'm kind of far away, but we have a full set of these t- life-size Tetramino's. When I say full set, we have every single individual Tetramino, mm-hmm. and they retailed for a lot of money, and they did not make a lot of these, and for some fucking reason, <laughs> we have the only full private set. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's uh, Nintendo has a set. Mm-hmm. Tetris has two sets. Yeah. GameStop has a set, and our living room has a set. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going to get into that, but I was just like, fuck it, I'll bring it up at the top of the episode, because I think it's cool. Yeah, no, I think it's one of the coolest things that we own, honestly, and I love looking at them, I love having them. If we ever start doing, like, video versions of this show, they are absolutely going to be in the background. Oh, yeah, and we've had them for probably six years Yeah, and the reason we have them is because they were sent to Loot Crate, and Loot Crate's kind of like, we don't exist anymore. You want these? <laughs> and my friend Jason took them, got home and was like, these are freaking my dog out <laughs> and they don't fit in my apartment. Do you want them? And I said, oh, absolutely. I do. He and I worked on the project with Tetris. We did a really great run with one of the world champions of Tetris, who's no longer with us, unfortunately. And we had him do the Just Dance version of Tetris, which is a real thing. Oh, wow. It's as ridiculous as it sounds. And Tetris was like, hey, here's a full set of Tetraminos. And I went, these are coming home with me. (laughs) And Jason parked next to me. I had a hatchback car. I opened the hatch. I put the seats down. And I struggled for about 45 minutes trying to get these fucking Tetraminos in the back of my car. Like the irony of, you know, so many people packing their cars and singing the Tetris song to themselves. And you were doing it for real. Like with real Tetraminos. With real Tetraminos. And at one point, like Jason just popped his trunk and was like, do you need a hand? I said, no, I got this. I don't got this. And then like 20 minutes later, he came out. So we sat next to each other. He's like, are you okay? And I was like... Fucking Tetramino! <laughs> and I cannot get them to fit in my car. And we had to put a couple in the front seat. Like, they are that big. And I took them home. I brought them upstairs to our third floor apartment, like, two by two. Tom was at work. And I was like, oh, I should tell him. Or <laughs> I could set them up and freak him out. So I think I set them up just right in front of the door and made a wall of Tetraminos. You did, yeah. And Tom worked in a restaurant at the time, and he was a restaurant manager, so he came out pretty late, comes home, exhausted from being on his feet all day, <laughs> opens the door, <laughs> and finds me looking over this wall of Tetraminos, laughing, going, how was your day? <laughs> and he's like, what did you do? <laughs> like, not even a sense of, like, whimsy, just, <sighs> Andrea... <laughs> Like, you just brought my favorite video game into the house, and I don't even care right now. I'm so fucking tired. <laughs> Can you please move this? I want to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, since then, we've had these life-size Tetraminos. They lived in three different states with us. Mm-hmm. I apologize for the tangent. I'm just really proud of these Tetraminos, and you're bringing up Tetris while I'm staring at them, so. No, I totally understand. I totally get it. It's one of the reasons why we're doing this episode. Yeah, we love Tetris. And like, even when we got married, I got a suit from the company Opposites, and I wanted a Tetris suit entirely. I wanted a Tetris suit from them, but they had a Pac-Man suit. So I did get married in a Pac-Man suit. (laughs) I'm actually not big on Pac-Man, to be real. It's iconic iconography. Yeah, the color's great of it. Absolutely. You can't deny the... yeah. The look of it and the aesthetic and the old school gamer feel immediately. Entirely. So I was satisfied with it, but I literally emailed Opposite saying like, hey, 
can you guys make me a Tetris version of this suit? Because I would much rather wear that. They were like, no, we can't really do that. That's not a thing. We need a licensing. Honestly, like a year and a half later, they got the fucking licensing and they did a Tetris suit. But yeah. I think I offered to hook up the licensing people because obviously I, I knew the licensing people. <laughs> I was like, I can actually help in this situation. They're very friendly, easy to work with. They have an office in Hawaii. They are on Hawaii time, honey. They are wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, I've just... I've been such a Tetris fan my entire life. Even my dad played Tetris, like on the Game Boy, you know? Oh, that's cute. But everybody played Tetris. That's the one thing that was cool about it, was that it was a video game that really made other like people that were anti-video games kind of come around. It's the universal unifier. It truly is. And you're going to find out in so many ways what this game has done. Ooh. And then, you know, we have to talk about the legendary theme song. I'm not doing it justice. No, it's totally fine. It's actually a Russian folk song. Really? Yeah, and it that was it was written in like the 1800s. Oh shit! So it's like when that sea shanty came around on TikTok. Yeah, entirely. <laughs> but as the Tetris song, and it has full lyrics to the song. Shut up. Yeah, it's about like a little merchant boy oh. haggling with a little merchant girl. Oh. And all of the lyrics are like metaphors for flirting wow right what the fuck (laughs) hold up so the story you're telling when you are panicked trying to get boxes to fit next to each other are like two more eggs no i want three yeah it's like is that (laughs) hey how are you i want to go on a date you know that kind of thing i like that sort of thing that's fucking adorable (laughs) the song you know we all think of it as the tetris theme entirely and i'm just doing the dun duns like I didn't even know there were lyrics that existed. The name of the song is actually Korobeniki. I'm probably completely butchering that. That's okay. If you summon a demon, though, let me know. (laughs) And then in 1992, a DJ named Dr. Spin wrote a remix of the song. The Spin Doctors? No, Dr. Spin. Okay. You're going to dig this. Okay, why would I play that? Because it sounds like some Night at the Roxbury shit? What the fuck? Dr. Spin is insanely famous. Okay, is it Benny Benassi? Is it, is it like another DJ? Well, everyone in the world knows his name as Andrew Lloyd Webber. Wait, fuck off! <laughs> no! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, I'm so sorry for yelling, but no, that's not true. It's absolutely true. No, you're fucking lying to me. The person who wrote Cats. <laughs> fuck off. The person who wrote The Phantom of the Opera. I'm so upset right now. Jesus Christ, superstar. Jesus Christ, fuck off. (laughs) What? One of Broadway's most prolific composers wrote that. I can't handle that right (laughs) He went by Dr. Spin for his DJ name. And in 92, wrote... That fucking thing. I am not okay. (laughs) I am fucking unwell. Why is that happening? Oh, I did that just for your reaction, honestly, because Andrew Lloyd Webber, (laughs) of all fucking people. You did keep saying, like, ah, don't look over my shoulder. I've got some really cool shit I'm working on. And I was like, okay, he's going to be like, the square represents happiness or some shit. I didn't know you'd use one of my bra. I am a closeted 
musical theater nerd. Closeted. And I mean, s- we've kind of admitted it fully on the show before. Yeah, but I don't lead with that. I'm not a <laughs> musical theater kid. I didn't do musical theater because I was, you know, doing other stuff in high school. And, <laughs> you know, I I fucking love Broadway. I love musicals. I have a Phantom of the Opera tattoo on my leg. That's true. It is next to my two Sanrio tattoos, if that kind of paints a picture of what a dork I am. I am so fucking unwell (laughs) (laughs) knowing that I have the Dr. Spin tattoo on me now. You know when you get a tattoo of a property and then it just gets ruined by something else? Right. I can't tell if this ruins it or makes it better thematically for my life. (laughs) Holy shit. A feminism quote from Joss Whedon. Uh (laughs) I'm getting it removed. Fuck off. Oh, that's not the one. I wasn't even talking about that. It's the only tattoo I've gotten removed. So Anyways, far. back anyway, to Tetris. Back to Andrew Lloyd Webber, the iconic <laughs> man behind Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Are you fucking? I'm not okay. Why would you say this to me? Also, does he have more DJ stuff? Is there more in the Doctor Spin catalog? Oh, there absolutely is, and you what? should not check it out. No, <laughs> this is not his best work. No, really. no, this was his best work. Oh shit! Uh, as Doctor Spin. Okay, it was like this does not beat Music of the Night for me. No, but... his musical talent did not translate over to DJ. He's very talented, very talented man. <laughs> Extraordinarily. But, but what the fuck? <laughs> I am so unwell. It'd be like if you were like gaga lady gaga was one of the fucking wiggles for no goddamn reason yeah entirely oh the aquabats are like a kid's show for some reason technically yeah yeah anyway not the same thing no even a little bit Mm -mm. where do you plan on going from here because i'm already done oh we are gonna go on such a ride honestly this (laughs) is going to go crazy i'm not even gonna put on a seatbelt i want to be thrown through the fucking windshield of this ride i'm not okay i'm not gonna lie this is gonna be a long episode my notes are the same length as our disco elysium episode jesus christ you know so i am gonna go for a minute not as long as my longest tetris run which in one life i did pull off three and a half hours Ugh. yeah i just got in the fucking zone one time i was what i think like 22 years old had the day off from work, and I sat down just to play some Tetris, and one session lasted that long. Longer than the movie Titanic? Yeah, entirely. Longer than an Avengers. Yeah, at that time, I would have been pretending I wasn't in a musical theater and doing fun stuff. (laughs) That kind of tracks, but holy shit. I have no idea how long my longest Tetris run is. I used to have it on the 3DS, and I would play that a lot just to like kill time of course you had it on the 3ds i mean tetris has been ported very many times oh yeah as we're going to learn yeah but before that it was the year 1984 Mm. i was just a little one-year-old baby i didn't exist because i'm very young the cold war between the former ussr today we call it russia and the U.S. had been going on for 40 years, and tensions were at an all-time high. Arguably still going on. Right. It's back, basically. It's back, baby! (laughs) Nostalgia boner. Atari dominated the home console market, and with Macintosh's Apple II computer being a close second. Also, Apple was known for gaming computers at some point. Oh, that's funny. Right? You would never think of an Apple as, like, gaming computer. No. And while Atari was dominating the console market, they were also destroying it. 
Really? Yeah. Games were just money grabbers, and most were cheap knockoffs of the arcade cabinet games that were gobbling up quarters from children around the world. That's kind of an issue of technology not being able to do anything innovative outside from, like, jump pew-pew, though, right? Yeah, absolutely. And people were calling this the gaming bubble, and the predictions were that it was about to burst. (laughs) How's that going for you guys? Yeah, they thought this was just going to leave video games as nothing but a distant memory of the 70s and 80s. Like a quirky habit that they had in the 70s and 80s. Oh, remember when you used to go play TV games? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a multi-billion dollar market. That's how funny to not bet on video games. There's a lot of people that didn't. Oh. And yeah, they are not happy about that bet. (laughs) (laughs) And while I was just a little baby, a grown man named Alexei Pajitnov started a new job as a software engineer at the Soviet Academy of Sciences in Moscow. Very cool. And if you were to cast a movie based on this story, he would absolutely be played by Haley Joel Osment. Oh, I love that. Today? Yeah, deadass. They look damn near identical. I love that. Haley Joel Osment recently is seen in, I believe, it was season one of The Boys. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah, so if you're thinking about, what does Haley Joel Osment look like? He was in Tusk. That was a couple years ago, I think. Yeah. One of the more recent things he's done is that like one or two episode arc on the boys. Yeah, he's been he's been doing some good work. I, I really enjoy him as an adult actor now. He's funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. He was great on Silicon Valley too. He was so good on also there. a few years ago, but that really captured some good HJO energy. Well, his job was to tinker with a new computer called the Electronica sixty. Like that Spider-Man villain, the Tinkerer. (laughs) Is the worst name. I'm still mad about it. It's a very bad name. Alexei, tinker away, honey. To test the limitations and power of the system, Alexei wrote up a quick little program based off a board game he loved as a child called Pentomino. Now, the game came with a bunch of shapes, all of them consisting of the same elements. They were all shapes created out of five identical cubes, and there were 12 different shapes in all. And the goal of the game was to fit all the pieces into a small box perfectly. I think people still use that in geometry and just, you know, to explain shapes to kids and things like that. Just some variations of those, right? Yeah, I think we've all played some version of this, whether they were the five shapes or not. You know, sometimes it's like triangles and octagons. You got to fix, you know, fit all that kind of shit in. Right. So, yeah, very much that kind of a game. To simplify the programming, he reduced the number of blocks used to make the shapes from five down to four, leaving him with seven shapes to work with. Iconic. He called this game genetic engineering. That does not sound okay. <laughs> That's some GMO shit right there. A little bit, right? That's how you get tomatoes as big as your head. But go on, Alexi. You're young. You're starting it. Well, he completed one round of the game and thought it was fun, but also there was no point in ever replaying because once you solve the puzzle, there's nowhere else to go with it. Like, I get it. We're good. So he reworked the screen, taking it from a big square down to a narrow rectangle. He then programmed the pieces to constantly fall to the bottom of the rectangle. And once those pieces created a full line, the line would disappear. He spent days playing his new game and thought maybe, just maybe, he might have something here. I love him. Off the bat, he is a hero for mankind like an astronaut is. He. You're making this sound like a very simple little fun project he did and was like, oh, this is cool. Oh, that's exactly what it is. And honestly, when you see pictures, because I don't have any pictures to show you right now, 
your Oz are going to be like so cute because he is just <laughs> the sweetest looking man you've ever seen in your life. I am a sucker for like puppy dog eyes. Oh yeah. So yeah. Okay. No, I love that. You're gonna love this man so much. Can you put some pictures up on the Patreon? Yeah, absolutely. We'll cool. put some pictures up and, and make sure. Well, we'll do it in the Discord. Perfect. Paginoth himself is quoted as saying, I couldn't stop myself from playing this prototype version because it was very addictive to put the shapes together. Oh, he's like, it's satisfying. We've all been there, buddy. Yeah, he called this game Tetris. And the name comes from a combining of the Greek word for the number four, Tetra, and Pajitnov's favorite sport, tennis. It is better than genetically modified squares or whatever the fuck you said two minutes ago. Genetic engineering? Yeah, that's some shit that brings dinosaurs back to life through amber. This Tetris, <laughs> Tetris is a better sellable point. Well, there was a lot about this little test that Pajitnov slapped together that he could never predict. He had no idea that he just created a game that would go on to win the Guinness Book of Records for not just the most ported game in history <laughs> at 65 ports, <laughs> but also for being the first video game in outer fucking space. Fuck off. Wait, that's fucking sick. Oh, yeah. It was in space? The first video game in outer space. Holy shit. He didn't realize he was going to save an entire industry from collapsing in on itself. It's truly single-handedly. He couldn't possibly know that he would be accused of trying to brainwash an entire nation. There it is. What's up, Russia? There was no way of knowing. Psychologists would go on to name neurological syndromes after his creation. <laughs> and he's just casually going, boop, boop, boop. I like the squares. I love him. He is a fucking hero. Nor would he know that he would alter the global perception of an entire country to the point that the geopolitical landscape would change. <laughs> because he was just a casual engineer boy. Worst of all, he had zero clue that he would not see a fucking penny for the oh. game that would cause all of it to happen. Oh, honey. This is the chaotic history of Tetris. That's all you get for free, Goombas. Believe me when I say, you want to hear what happens next because it's one of the wildest rides we've ever taken. We laugh, we cry, we call for bloody vengeance. And even after all that, Andrea goes on to call this episode. This is the feel-good episode I've been waiting for. We even give a peek at what to expect from season six from the other castle, which will be coming back February 2023. Speaking of February 2023, if you are in Las Vegas, Nevada from February 17th through the 19th, come and visit us at the Level Up Expo because we will have a booth there and we would love to meet as many of you as humanly possible. But the only way to hear the rest of this episode is to sign up for our Patreon. We have tiers starting as low as $3 and we have newsletters, a Discord, merchandise, early episode releases, and Patreon-exclusive episodes like this one. Joining up helps us keep this show going, just to be honest. So thank you all for listening, and we hope you have a great closeout to your year. You'll hear from us again in February. Bye! Bye!